Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on? Welcome to Victory Monday, baby. The 49ers won not even 12 hours ago. Uh, maybe it was about 12 hours ago, but we are back here. I've finished the first half breakdown of the offensive film. Film just came in early this morning, which was wonderful. Uh, that is loading right now. will be available to our Patreon subscribers at about 1130, my guess. Uh, once this show's over, it should go live there. Uh, just got to wait for it to load. Um, but I want to go through some film. I want to go through some grades. I want to go through some initial kind of reactions after going back through some of the film uh, and see where those things are. Pro Football Focus put their numbers out. Ah, they're rough, but here's the deal. Whenever you come off a win against a quality opponent, right, five and three opponent, team that won four and five, at prime time, 49ers have not done well in prime time in quite a while, you got to feel good, especially whatever, you know, two out of three, of the teams in your division lost Seattle Seahawks lost Rams lost Rams lost bad. Um, Cooper cups going to be out for a while. Rams are done. DUN it's over for them, but we got a lot. So we've got some press conference clips uh, that the wonderful Juan solace brought up uh, that we're going to be sharing today. It's just, you know, we were just loading those this morning. Clayton, the man behind the scene, he is going to be um, setting you guys up. So if you have questions, comments or something you want to go over, Please just tag us in the chat. We will get to it. I love all the hashtags, CCs, countdown crew, baby. I, I absolutely love it. So it, let, let's do this. I really want to start off just by bracketing this conversation with some pro football focus scores. Now, pro football focus, you always have to um, take it with a grain of salt. You, you, it, It's a good snap-by-snap snap analysis of what happened to the game. It does not have a way to measure 
huge positive plays or huge negative plays because you only get plus two points. That's the most you can get minus two points. So if you have the worst play ever, you only lose two points. Um, or the best play ever, you only get two points. So again, it doesn't tell the whole story. Um, Ray Ray McLeod was number one. Um, he only played seven snaps, but played great. 89.8 grade. Obviously the amazing catch uh, from Jimmy Garoppolo down the sidelines, which I thought was probably the best pass um, of the year. Uh, I, I just thought it was incredible. Now, Jimmy was asked about this, and again, shout out to Juan Salas for getting these clips up. Um, this is Jimmy when asked about the uh, Ray Ray play. It was kind of a broken play. I uh, got off the first and second read, just started to scramble, and Ray Ray just became a football player, man. It's kind of what we've been talking about in our skill meetings, just uh, being a football player, making plays like that, and Ray's as cool as anybody's. Just turned up the sideline, made it look uh, made it look easy. He, but it was a big one. We needed that. And that play came right after the George Kittle huge conversion. So it was third and 12. 49ers only had three points on the board. They were down 10-3, I think, at that point. They facing another three and out. They went three and out to play the drive before. And third and 12, you hit this great pass to Kittle um, right over the top, which was awesome. And it, kind of the crazy thing about the whole thing was, man, you know, Kittle had one catch. That's it. I, I really didn't like that. Um, he had two targets, one catch, but even the play that went to Kittle wasn't supposed to. He got to the third read, which was Kittle on third and 12. Then the very next play hit Ray Ray and what I think was probably the prettiest pass of the entire year for Jimmy Garoppolo. You see him scrambling. You see him throwing that rail route, which he's just been so bad at. Um, and I thought that that was kind of a trendsetter for the game moving forward. Um, yeah, Kali, I agree with this completely. Brian Greasy is already a better quarterback coach than Scangrello. I agree with that. Uh, Jimmy is finally throwing the ball away. I agree with that. Um, I, initially on the broadcast view, I thought Jimmy threw the ball away twice. No, he did three times. He had three throwaways, two in the first half, one in the second half, um, which I, I, I'll take that all day. I'll take that all day. Uh, yeah, Mike, that pass was incredible. Now, if we go back to pro football focus grade, Elijah Mitchell – was number two at 83.7 um, game. And, man, I it was – I kept telling everybody, right, we did our top five players um, heading into the game uh, with Casey Lima, who does a great job for us. We had Elijah Mitchell as our number two player to watch, number two. Um, and he 100% lived into that. I, I thought that he was going to play well. I did not expect him – uh, to get that much work. And that exact question was asked to Kyle. Uh, did you expect to use Elijah Mitchell more than Christian McCaffrey? I mean, we, we were hoping um, that the carries could come out about even. That, that kind of was our goal um, before the game started, um, was to have a goal to have about even carries, but you never know how the game goes. And um, then at the end there, when we were just trying to hammer it down, um, we were just feeling them, so we kept them out there. Just feeling them, keep them out there. Now, snap rate... Elijah Mitchell got 25 snaps to Christian McCaffrey's 46. So the carries are a lot closer, right? Elijah Mitchell got 18. Christian McCaffrey got 14. But then you throw in the pass attempts, right? Uh, McCaffrey had six passing targets. Elijah Mitchell had two. But, man, the, the one-two punch, which I, I think ha the 49ers have been fighting for forever, 
with the third round pick trading up to draft Trey Sermon. Absolute miss there. You trade, uh, then you use a third round comp pick this year to use TDP. I don't think I want to put him into the bus category. The plays we have seen him play this year look good, but it is very obvious that Kyle doesn't trust him yet. Uh, we'll have to see. It was a healthy scratch this game. Jordan Mason was active, but he plays a role in special teams. TDP does not. Uh, but, yeah, we'll have to see here. Uh, Philip, thank you for the gift, my friend. He says, what are Jimmy's stats on quarterback sneaks? Well, the whole game, Jimmy was five carries for three yards. But he has converted 32 of 33 quarterback sneaks. And this game saw his very first ever uh, quarterback sneak denial um, on third and one. But the best part about it was they went right back to it on fourth and inches and he got it. So I'm still going to put that in the positive. Jimmy, I, I'm still going to say undefeated. What's up? No border sports. I love it, man. Hello all. Uh, no BS. I like that. I like that. Um, now, again, I got to give another shout out to Juan Salas. He put this montage together. And you're going to see clips from several different podcasts and several different, um, it's one minute, press conferences on how much Kyle Shanahan, and you go back two years on this, has wanted a one-two punch at the running back position. This cracks me up. When Elijah's healthy, he can run the ball. Um, it doesn't take him long. Um, you know, we always want to see for ourselves when he comes out in practice, but just seeing him Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. I mean, he looked um, ready to go, and once that, that was what we're hoping. We know we got a real good back in Elijah. We know we just brought in a real good one with Christian, and um, it's nice to kind of make those guys a one-two punch and um, keep Debo as the bonus. Um, but I feel both of those guys need a, another guy to help them, and um, it's good that it doesn't always have to be our receiver. Um, the more you guys you can add, the better. Um, but kind of the physicality that he brings um, gives you a chance to have a very physical one-two punch. We want a one-two punch. Uh, I thought Debo helped us do that towards the end of last year, uh, bringing that in. But you don't want that to be just your one-two punch. One-two punch. Um, we know um, Trey, we, uh, we thought he had a chance last year, got banged up, was a little bit behind. Uh, but I'm not holding out. I mean, I don't think he can't do it this year. Um, so to add some more competition to him, having guys like Jeff Wilson, Hasty, guys in our roster, um, and now add and tie with what Elijah did last year and we have a very physical one-two punch. One-two punch, baby. It's a real thing. And we saw it. In effect, the first drive, there were four consecutive carries by CMC, then a couple pass plays, then three consecutive carries by Elijah Mitchell. Oh, I, I love it. And yeah, from, from Chewy, he says, I liked how Kyle is finally saving his running backs by not pounding one guy into the dirt. Yeah, I didn't feel that way at all. Um, you know, because when Elijah Mitchell was the guy by himself, you would see this type of stat line, 18 carries Christian McCaffrey, 14 carries. Again, you, you go to snap rates, Elijah Mitchell played 25 carries. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey played 46. There is nothing there. There were several, several shots on the broadcast view where they would take, you know, they'd show Christian McCaffrey sitting there on the sidelines, which he's not used to. But what is this team building to do? It's to win long-term. It's not necessarily just to win in week 10, which you did. It's about wearing teams down without wearing down your own freaking team. Now, Elijah Mitchell, who was incredible again, this is him talking about how everybody knew on the 49ers team how tired the Chargers defense was. I have to say, uh, at the end of the third quarter and fourth quarter, that's when we really started running the ball and really putting it to him. And we could see the defense. There was they were they was very tired. So, oh yeah, we definitely felt it. 
Yeah, that that's incredible. I've been a part of those games. And plus you had the injuries, which, you know, bad news. I, I do want to say one of the young defensive tackles um, for the Chargers that went down during the game, um, it's looking like he's going to be out for a while, which breaks my heart. Um, rookie, uh, I'm going to uh, Ogbania, um, who I, whenever I was watching film of them, he was good. It looks like he's going to be out for an extended period of time. Uh, but it, that's kind of the Chargers season. They just continue to get hurt. They continue to deal with those things. And it breaks my heart. Now, flip side, last two games, the Rams game by week, this game, you leave the game with no injuries. Obviously, the Jason Verrett news, that hurt for sure. But you no injuries in back-to-back games. When was the last time the 49ers could say that? I don't know of a time. I really, really don't. And so I love Clayton. He just changed his tag to hashtag safer fields. Clayton is the freaking man. I love this dude. Uh, Jay, appreciate the gift and the super chat. He says, 49ers fans are never happy. Uh, we should be glad for Yeah, you should be happy. That is number one. Um, I, I don't understand. People want to complain, and my DMs were full of fire Shanahan. This is ridiculous. It should be an embarrassment. But JM617, real faithful love winning. That's it. I'm a Trey Lance guy. I am a Jimmy Garoppolo guy whenever he is the quarterback, right? It's about winning. Yeah, did my fantasy football team win this week? It did not <laughs> because I started too many Niners. Uh, that that hurts. I don't give a damn. I will lose every single fantasy game in the history of mankind, do the terrible punishment with a smile on my face if my 49ers win. Team over everything. Team over everything. I get it. I get it. You want touchdowns. You want electrifying, whatever. The defense is doing that. If you're like one of those people that's like, hmm, why aren't we scoring more points? Well, flip that on its head. Look at the defense. Defense is playing lights out. Lights out. Back-to-back games, zero points in the second half. You know how many games you're going to win in the NFL if your defense can force shutouts in the second half of football games? You're going to win a lot. You're going to win a lot. And, you know, Jimmy was asked about this, too. And I'll, I'll let Chin Line just speak for himself. Tell him we got the W tonight. And that's more important than any uh, 72 points. <laughs> no, it's uh, no, that's just the, that's the style of defense these guys play, though. Um, they take away, you know, stuff like that and make it hard on you, make you do those 10, 15 play drives that we had to do tonight. And it's not going to be flashy, but, you know, W is a W. And I hope the fans are happy with that. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, some people just need to be miserable. I, I get that. And you, you just let them. You just let them be miserable. That's okay. But yeah, David, I appreciate you, man. He says, another second half shutout. Golly, what else do you want, ladies and gentlemen? What else do you freaking want? I, I, I Are you not entertained? <laughs> Russell Crowe's out there somewhere. Uh, hopefully you guys got my gladiator reference. Uh, but, like, here's the deal. Like, okay, here's the updated team ranks for the 49ers defense. Number one still in yards allowed. Total yards. That's number one. Number five in points allowed. Uh, good gosh. First and first downs. Second in passing touchdowns. First in rushing yards. First in rushing touchdowns like that's incredible now the offense okay cool ninth in total yards we're creeping up you put up that that's another thing that i found so interesting the yards are there the red zone performance is not there um yeah put that comment back up there because that's perfect scott thank you scott one and nobody got hurt perfect night what the hell else you want 
What do you want? Um, I, I don't know, man. You look at the offense. You outscored the Chargers by 150 yards total offense. Actually, 149 to be exact. And that was a winning team. They're five and three. Yeah, Chargers are a good team, and you just you beat them. Now, did you beat them by more than six points? No, but it sure as hell felt that way. Now it had to be a come from behind victory, which I don't like. In the two and five red zone attempts, only two touchdowns and five red zone trips. Didn't like that. But again, what is complimentary football? We talk about it all the time on this show, right? What is complimentary football? It's being able to see what it looks like when you play together. And whenever you know that, guess what? You don't have to score 80 points, then you're going to be okay. So knowing that your defense is freaking shutting people out. Yeah, I don't like field goals. I don't like them. I don't like field goals. But knowing that you have that opportunity to where, look, if we don't score a touchdown here, we're going to lose this game versus, man, if we kick a field goal, our defense is going to hold. That confidence and turning it over to your defense. Now, you eventually, you want your offense to be the one that's, you know, the defense have this mentality. Hey, if they kick a field goal, that's okay. Our offense will go score a touchdown. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Hopefully, we will be soon. Um, but, again, I keep going back to this. I, I really do think that this was a good team win. And I feel very confident about that. Now, uh, Millie, he says, why doesn't Shanahan go for it on fourth down when we're so close to the end zone? Now, I'll say this, a, a couple big things there. Because Kyle talked about this, and he was planning on going for it on fourth down on the first opening drive until you had that negative yard play on third down. Third down, you got a negative play, so they kicked the field goal. That was huge. And it happened in the second half again. Fourth down, it was like it was third and three. You lost the yard, then it was fourth and four, and they kicked a field goal. Chargers did the same thing. Um, he he's big momentum guy. And so if he feels like they're, you know, marching, then he'll go for it on fourth down. And he did. He went for it on fourth and one at midfield and got it with Jimmy G quarterback sneak. But I I don't know. Uh yeah, Kyle is one of the most conservative coaches when it comes to fourth down with this team. Now, having said that, let me put this question to you. You guys throw this up in the chat. When the 49ers get the ball on the five-yard line, do you feel confident that they're going to score? When they when they get the ball and it's first and goal on the five, do you feel confident that they're going to score? Because I do not. I don't. And let's say you went for it on both those fourth downs and didn't get it and didn't kick a field goal. Guess what? Now you're in overtime. Small ball wins with this defense. Small ball wins with this defense. Do I Am I happy that they go there? Am I happy that they settle for those field goals? No, I'm not. And look at everybody. Khalil, no. Sin, no. Shot J, no. I'm the best, no. Benji says 50%. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so, like, that's the thing. Whenever you look at, you have to feel the game out. You have to. And watch the freaking Buffalo Bills against the Minnesota Vikings. They're the most aggressive on fourth downs. They're up 10 points, and they could have kicked a field goal. Instead, they go for it on fourth down, don't get it. Turnover, guess what? They lost in overtime. It, now, it doesn't always work this way, but you could find examples to sway both sides. But what I'm saying is, as a head coach, if I'm sitting on the sideline, 
We suck in the red zone. Do I want to put this game in a win or lose situation on a fourth and three call? I do not. I do not. I do not. Not with Mike McGlinchey out there. I don't. Brandon Ayuk, who's been incredible, dropping passes in the end zone. That was a crazy awesome route, by the way. Not the best pass from Jimmy G, but it hit him in the palm of his hands. Um, Jay, thank you for the gift. Says Garoppolo outdueled Justin Herbert. Who would have thunk it? Yeah, I don't think you would have. The weapons were a big deal, but I don't care what your metrics are. Okay. Um, Herbert 21 of 35. You've got Garoppolo 19 of 28. So Basically, same amount of completions on seven less attempts. He won there. Yards, 196 for Herbert, 240 for Garoppolo. Um, average yards per pass, 8.6 for Garoppolo, 5.6 for Herbert. Herbert did have the one touchdown, which was an incredible pass, but then we fixed it. He did have one interception too. Jimmy Garoppolo, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Jimmy Garoppolo is 10-2 and two as a quarterback for the 49ers when he doesn't throw a touchdown pass. I think that says a lot about a lot of things. Um, not an anti-Jimmy guy, but I understand he is not the the trailer or the truck that pulls the team. That's not what he is. He's along for the ride. And his job is to convert on third downs, which he did. He was 8 for 10 on third down conversions that he threw the ball. And one of those was dropped by Brandon Ayuk. So one bad pass on a third down. Outside of that, 8 for 10 completions. He did his job. You run the ball 41 times. You get some third down conversions. You're going to be okay as long as you don't turn the ball over. There was not one pass in that game that Jimmy put into question with ball security-wise. Not one. Again, threw the ball away three times. That's huge. Uh, QBR. Justin Herbert, 37.1. Jimmy Garoppolo, 57.3. NFL passer rating. Herbert, 73. Jimmy Garoppolo, 94.3. Find one category. Probably deep balls completed over 20 yards. Jimmy had zero. One of the predictions I had was that Jimmy would have his first 20-plus yard air completion for a touchdown. That didn't happen. Uh, didn't happen. No Border Sports says, deep on that like button. Uh, please go hit that like button if you're watching us live on YouTube. Helps us out. Even if you're not live on YouTube and you're catching this later in the day, hit that like button. It does help us out. Uh, really, really would appreciate that. Now, um, I got some more clips and stuff that I want to go over. Uh, but, man, I hope you bet with us. Oh, gosh, we did so well this week. We hit on uh, seven out of eight bets, which was awesome. Uh, and we're still running a special with my bookie. With so many sports books to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win like my bookie. We've been using them for five-plus years. Easy to get your money in, easy to get your money out, easy to find what you want to bet, and they've got everything. Huge selection of odds, props, contests for all your sporting needs across all sports. You can stream the games live and bet live while you watch. So you can turn game day into payday with my bookie. Sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or just scan the QR code to my right here if you're watching on YouTube. Claim half a deposit match up to $1,000. So if you put in 1000 you get an additional $500 to bet with. That's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus and give yourself the competitive edge. When you play with my bookie, you're not just betting, you're joining the winning team. Again, as always, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie and bet with us. On our Patreon account, we load our bets every single week, and we have been doing very, very well. So come bet with us, and let's go. My bookie, baby. All right, I want to talk about this because I've been getting a lot of this. Um, Vlad, appreciate you. 
Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Bad. Uh, he says, almost uh, almost like the Niners miss Wilson and Raheem. I 1,000% disagree with this statement. Um, who would you rather have, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson Jr. or CMC and Elijah Mitchell? There's a big difference. Um, also, really big difference is the quarterback. Um, you've got now. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo and Tua are very close in skill sets, but Tua is playing at MVP level. MVP level. His completion percentage, passing yards, touchdowns, lack of interceptions. He's playing out of this world. I don't think anybody would choose to have Wilson and Raheem over CMC and Elijah Mitchell. I would take CMC over both of those guys. I would take Elijah Mitchell over both those guys. And I love Mostert. I love Jess Wilson. I Yeah, we upgraded big time over those. And I'm so happy 
that they are having success because neither one of those guys would be getting any carries whatsoever with this backfield. None, none. They would not be getting any, um, but I'm very happy. Thank you, Darren. I, I'm pulling for Miami every time they play. And I, I keep finding myself like whenever I'm doing my Sunday ticket and I pick the four games that I get to watch or whatever on there, I'm picking Miami every time because they're so damn fun. They're a Super Bowl caliber team. And shout out to the mad scientist, Mike McDaniel. He's killing it. That team is dangerous, man. Um, absolutely dangerous. Uh, Dolphins are 49ers light. I like it. Um, Jay, he says, we know the formula. Jimmy G clean game plus 30 runs equals a win. Yeah, whenever you look at Jimmy G clean game plus 40 runs, uh, that's going to always come out in favor, even with the block kick, um, even with the missed extra point, even with the Ayuk um, fumble, even with the Ayuk drop touchdown, even with the blown coverage by Hufunga, which I, I want to talk about him because I guess, I don't know, in the social media slash Twitter world that is 49ers Twitter or whatever, like – Everybody kind of associates themselves with certain players. Me, I attached myself pretty early to Hufunga, Dre Greenlaw, and Trey Lance, who are up and down players. Let's be really honest. And Hufunga did not start well at all. Uh, he, he had that really bad start, and then he closed the game out. Here's Hufunga talking. I, I love this human being um, on the field. Off the, I just love this guy. I think you just addressed it right there. I started off rough, uh, gave up an early touchdown, uh, and I'll take all the – you guys saw it. It was all on me. So I just got to be better with my eyes and just continue to play the game. You know, I flushed it, you know, and had a lot of good support behind me, a lot of great guys on the sideline just being like, hey, been again in the game, just continue to play. You know, we got a long game ahead of us. Uh, and just being able to see that I like that, just continue to – testament to the guys up front too. You know, I think Charles got his hands on it. So I uh, really appreciate just the way they're playing up front and the, the tenacity that they got. So uh, very thankful for sure. It just – how do you not like that kid? How do you not like that kid? It was all on me. I messed up. And then whenever he gave praise, it was all the people around me, supported me, telling me all that stuff. Who And Hufunga stepped up huge in that second half. I walked away from the first half just being like, man, Hufunga's not making any plays. Like, that's not who he is. But then things started to change. And in the second half, I counted four quality plays on crucial downs, third downs, and then, of course, the interception. Um, and it's accountability. Thank you, Josh. Um, I, I think that's huge. Even Jimmy, uh, like, I, I thought Jimmy was great because he even said, man, I, one of those sacks was on me. That's my fault, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I love hearing this. Like, the culture that the 49ers create is very much a culture of accountability, and I love that. Now, the head coach, Kyle, was asked about Hufunga and what he thought about his play. This this is key. I think Huff came out playing real well this year to start. Um, yeah, I think he's had some ups and downs as he goes, like they all do. Um, but the more Huff plays, the more, you know, I know he had a couple setbacks when, I want to say after Atlanta, just getting a little banged up, missing a lot of, the practices the next two weeks. Um, but Huff seemed like he played well. And I know he'd love to have that touchdown back on the on the first drive with that one zone dog. Um, but to come out and finish it with the pick, and we definitely don't want to watch Herbert do many more downs than that. Yeah, and that's first four games, Hufunga was defensive player of the year type mentality. Then he struggled. Three bad, relatively bad games in a row. But even in his bad game, he had a pick against the Chiefs, the only like stud defensive play of the game, and then he closed out against Herbert. Like, look at 
I want to look. I want to look at this. I'm going to type this in. I want you guys. I want to talk about the games. Let's look at his game log, and again, listen to the players that he has intercepted: Justin Herbert, okay, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Stafford, and Justin Fields. He is performing against some pretty damn good quarterbacks. Now, Justin Fields was awful, worst quarterback in the NFL for the first six games of this year, but then he's turned it around. But he's showing up in those games, and and I think that's what's huge. I think that's what's such a big deal. Um, And and so I I don't know, man. Like, I am very, very impressed with who this kid is. Remember, he's only been starting for one year, and he's a freaking playmaker. The 49ers had nine interceptions all year last year. He's got four at the midway point right now. He's halfway there by himself. <laughs> like, I, I I don't know how people are not giving credit here. Interceptions are the... Think about how much people get pissed when Jimmy Garoppolo throws an interception. Why is that same energy not being portrayed on the opposite side when we get an interception, right? That's how it should feel. Yeah, Melissa, four interceptions, nothing to sneeze at. Talanoa will only grow wiser and better. Um, I, I love the accountability that he has. And let's let's turn it on its head. Several players were asked about D'Amico Ryan's in the adjustments, right? Because back-to-back shutout, shutout games in the second half. So it's got to be D'Amico in these adjustments, right? I'll probably describe him in one word as poise. You know, he has a lot of poise, you know, coming into a locker room. A lot of D coordinators, you know, if you're trailing, if you're up, you know, they're, you know, they're really tight and up, upbeat. You know, he's the guy that comes in there and he has a big smile on his face. And you're like, you know, we could be down 30. Big smile. And a guy that just understands that we can go out there and we can change the game on defense any way possible. So uh, the poise that he holds uh, in the locker room, it just brings all these guys together and just builds our confidence up so we can go out there and make plays. And so you trust your guys. You let them go do their thing, and let's listen to linebacker one, who was great. Um, and the question was asked, like, man, explain why, you know, the 40 hours defense has been played so well. Uh, we just kept it simple. We literally just ran one call, I, I feel like, the entire second half. When we got to third down, we would we would dial it up with some pressures, but first and second down, we literally just ran the same thing over and over, just kept it real simple. Uh, first half, we, you know, D'Amico wanted to try to, Mixing some some blitzes, some pressures, but honestly, it was it was just perfect for us to just match everything up and play um, play ball in the second half. Keep it simple, stupid. K I S S. Simple. You've got the better team. This defense is stacked. Just keep it simple. They ran one call in the second half. You heard Fred say that. He's the one that calls it. He's like, we pretty much just ran one call. Like, we want to put this out there that there's some, like, mad scientist, like, puppeteer behind the scenes and doing all this stuff. No, 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 no. Believe in your people. Poise. Keep it simple. Know your role. Why did the Chargers march straight down the field on that opening drive? Two blown coverages. You heard Kyle call it. Yeah, we were doing a zone dog and whatever. You see freaking Hufunga pointing off the breaking route on the touchdown play, and there's nobody there mistakes why confusion Trey Greenlaw had a a missed coverage on like the first play I think but they solved it they kept it simple and they believed in the talent that they had and I think that's huge um and the last little D'Amico bit you got to go to a small bear Nick Bosa baby who golly we we could talk about we I should do a whole series of episodes on how well Nick Bosa is playing because 
in my opinion, he is the leading candidate for defensive player of the year currently. I think he's always been a really good coach. Um, and it really comes down to us executing what he calls. And I think he listens to us. He, he asks us throughout the game um, what we like, what we think is going to work. And um, I think that's a big thing, just the communication between us and him. That, that's that's rare. I could say this as somebody that's been on, again, high school's different, but I've been on so many staffs. I've been a DC. I've been a head, a head coach as well. Like you see, oh, I'm calling it perfect. It's the right play call. Well, you guys just got to execute as opposed to, hey, what do we need to do to make this work? What do you feel confident in? Because when the players feel confident, they freaking light it up. That's what it is. Uh, keep it simple, right? Poise, calm. It's, it, it, I love it, man. Uh, Micah, thank you for the gift. He says, why are we not seeing as much play action or Debo or CMC over the middle, especially Debo? He was le lethal there last year. Yeah, that, that was something that showed up to me as well. Uh, let me give you the actual stats on the type of plays that we had. We only ran seven play action plays. Um, of those, we completed four for 50 yards. That was it. 23 non-play action plays, six screens. Um, part of me says there wasn't as much play action because the holding calls that we get on play action, uh, again, Mike McGlinchey, who, if we look at a pro football focus metric, he was rated pretty dang high. Um, I think he finished where did he finish? Let's see here. Mike McGlinchey was the sixth highest rated player on offense. He had a 75.3 grade. And I, I really thought the first quarter. McGlinchey had two pancake blocks, was lights out. I don't think he had one negative play the entire first quarter. And it was just like, again, I went through play-by-play, -play and I watched this guy the entire first half, and I'm like, ooh, first quarter, this dude is a baller. And again, what does pro football focus do? It measures per step. And so you have a whole first quarter where it's just like, whoo, so good. Then you get to the second quarter, and he's got a holding call that doesn't get called on third down. I mean, just tackled the guy from behind. Literally bear-hugged him from behind and pulled him down because he got beat. Didn't get called. Next drive on third down, four plays later, right? So third down, you didn't make it. You punt it. You get it back. 49ers are about to go three and out. And he did get a holding call. Basically did the same thing. Wrapped, his, wrapped around, got his hand inside, tackled. So you had two drive-ending holding plays within four plays, okay? Now the running plays, he did pretty good. Then you get down to the goal line in the second half, and he's just whiffing on people. So he got the quarterback hit one time throughout the whole game, throughout the whole game. But I don't know, man. Two, it's two pancake blocks and two holding calls on third down. Only one of them got called. But, I mean, it was pretty egregious. We got lucky it didn't get called. Is that worth it? I don't know. From a pro football focus standpoint and the Mike McGlinchey stands and John Lynch, you know, he falls into this too. And he even said, you know, that Mike McGlinchey is kind of a victim of social media. And, you know, I put out a, a clip last night just with my cell phone on the TV of Mike McGlinchey whenever it was third and two on the two-yard line, third and goal, and he just did, barely touched his guy. It's gotten – I don't know, well over 100,000 views and retweeted by all kinds of people. And like, all I said is the game was on the line. Here's Mike McGlinchey. That's all I said. Like, I didn't say Mike McGlinchey sucks. I just said the game's on the line. Here's Mike McGlinchey. And like, that's the thing. Th those clips are bad. They're really bad. 
how often we don't do that to anybody else. Am I targeting Mike McGlinchey? I don't think I am. I, I really don't. But whenever these, these mistake plays just continue, uh, I mean, if you put his two holding calls and his three whiff blocks, that's five plays. He played 71. So does that mean 66 good plays and five catastrophic plays? Does that make him a bad football player? I don't know. I'm going to argue late in games, and when it's a clutch moment, he's about as bad as they get. Early downs, he's incredible in the run game. He's great, in fact. He's, he's great. But is that worth it? How often do you have to get posterized, and his body language sucks too? I don't know. Uh, I really wish Colton McKivitz would just step in, you know, one out of every four drives and just get some work. Because, again, Mike McGlinchey's great in the first and third quarters. It's it, it, He's great. When it's pressure, when it's long drives, where he's tired, second quarter, fourth quarter, watch out. Watch out. Uh, but, again, you could shape the argument and say he got the quarterback hit one time. He didn't give up a sack. He just got him hit one time. That's a pretty dang good game, right? Well, guess what? Let's just put this into context. Aaron Banks finished with a 55 grade, 17th out of 18 possible players at the bottom. Do you know how many times Aaron Banks has got the quarterback hit this year? Do you know how many sacks Aaron Banks has given up this year? That's right. A damn donut. Zero from a rookie. Uh, he's not a rookie. It's the second year, uh, but the first time he played. Yeah, Can you expect that on the tackle play or whatever? No. But again, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Mike McGlinchey, who grades out how many points higher? 20 points higher in this game? Or would you rather have Aaron Banks that graded out 20 points lower but had no catastrophic, gotcha, posterized plays? If this isn't the first game this has happened. I want consistency. One of my favorite, I don't know where the quote originates to, but Robert Sala used to say it all the time, and you know me and Juan Sala's going through all these damn press conference clips. I've seen every damn one for six years. Uh, Sala would always say, consistency is the truest measure of greatness. That's what he would say. And you hear guys like Fred Warner say that now, and Jimmy Ward say that now. Like, it's a big deal. I'll take consistency in a heartbeat over what we're getting from Double M. Uh, that's just me. Am I? It, it, let me know, okay? I wanted to put this up in the chat Clayton help me out with this what would you guys prefer do you prefer if you had to choose would you rather have another Aaron Banks or would you rather have a Mike McClinchy somebody that's going to have more positive plays but more negative plays or do you want the consistent just solid play because I want consistency I don't like ups and downs you know one of my favorite things I used to say whenever I was a coach don't get too hot don't get too cold we want to stay in the middle that's where we want to be because whenever you get too ramped up, that's where mistakes start to happen. Whenever you get too low, that's I, I don't know. Why did Banks grade so low? I, I went through the first half. I, I didn't find very many negative plays at all. I want to be honest with you. Now, McGlinchey's positive plays, again, he's pancaking people. I will say that. He gets to the second level in the run game as well as anybody does, and that's why Shanahan loves him. But golly, man, I could post – Maybe I should do this it just to mess with people. Put out two tweets, okay? I'll make a five-play highlight reel of Mike McGlinchey in a game, and I'll, I'll label it, Mike McGlinchey is the best right tackle in the NFL. And then 20 seconds later, I'm going to put a five-clip 
uh, I don't know, low lights. I don't want to say that. That sounds awful. Five of his worst plays, and I'm going to tweet that out. Mike McGlinchey is the worst right tackle in the NFL. And I would be right both times. If you take those snapshots, right, you'd be right both times. I know which one would get more publicity and more things. We love negative. Uh, I, I, I post nothing but positivity. But if I post one negative thing, it catches on like wildfire, man. Uh, it's just kind of who we are as humans. David, he says, I'd like to see Banks play uh, this way for the full season before I crown him. Love him, though. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, Banks has been oh, – he's been so freaking good. Um the village idiot. I love it. Even spelt the wrong, which is right on right on point. Consistency is the last refuge of the unimaginative. That's Oscar Wilde, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. We get deep. I don't want to say that guy. You, you're not the village idiot if you're quoting Oscar Wilde, unless it's not Oscar Wilde. Maybe you just made that up. And if you did, you're a genius. Uh, I'll give it to you. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Wilde was a football guy. Of course he was. He not an American football guy, but uh, he was a soccer guy, I'm sure. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I walk away from this early summary of this game and the grades. And, man, we haven't really covered a lot of the grades. We didn't even talk defense. I'll, I'll save that for another episode. But I walk away from this just thinking the 49ers continue to find different ways to win. It's not the way we wanted the 49ers to win. We wanted to win 34-10. to 10. You want every game to be that way, and I understand that. But when you put things into perspective, the 49ers won back-to-back -back games against the Rams and against the Chargers. We swept L.A. We beat them three times this year. That's awesome. But was it exactly what we wanted? No, it wasn't. And back to Nick Bosa. Uh, I'll, I'll let him kind of close this episode out here. Kyle said at the end, it, it really wasn't our type of game that we were going for. It's kind of how the Chargers have won throughout the year. They kind of hang in there, and then they make plays at the end. Um, and I'm really proud of the defense for stepping up. As excited as you would be for the offensive blowout that we all wanted, you should be as excited as that, the fact that you held Justin Herbert to zero points in the second half. A team that won four out of their last five. A team that is five and three. You played the court, the NFL's least sacked quarterback in the NFL this year. Least sacked. And guess what? You got two sacks on them. Held them to no points. Jay, uh, thank you for the gift. Our old line overall has been the biggest surprise. I think so too. Jake Brindle really struggles uh you know i know mike mcglinchy's bad plays are really bad jake brindle's consistently bad um but spencer burford i didn't think had his best game brunskill didn't have his best game even though he graded out well trent williams always trent williams but yeah our old line is not near as bad as what we thought it would be if you added a center to this team if you added a center to this team and kept everything else the same Oh man, <laughs> that 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 just gets me excited. Clay, he said it in McGlinchey's defense. It's probably a lot harder containing Mac than it was to contain whoever the Chargers had over defensive tackle. You're correct. You are correct. But keep in mind, we played Aaron Donald twice. We played Grady Jarrett. Um, we played um, what's his name, Chris Jones, who had a lot of big plays. Not on the inside. He had a lot of big plays on the outside against McGlinchey. Um, so yeah, I think that is a very fair criticism. Khalil Mack versus 
the four-string defensive tackle for the Chargers, yes, big difference. However, I don't know. You, you look at the bulk of who they played against, the consistently posterized plays are all on one person. Um, I hope Mike turns it around. That would be incredible. I would love for this to be the last time we talk about this. I really would. Uh, I want to be a positive show. And I and I, I really hope that I'm not like dehumanizing McGlinchey or anything. I love the dude. I, I want him to get better. Um, just haven't seen it. But um, head over to our Patreon channel. Uh, the I'm going to, as soon as I sign off on here, that uh, first half offensive breakdown is going to be available. Uh, I, I want to take a quick break. Uh, and then get back to more film today. Today is film day, film day, film day, and I love it. 49ers win. Victory Monday. It's sweet as can be. Thank you, Clayton. Man behind the scenes. Love you, bro. And, man, we got a lot of content coming this week. I fly out Friday for Mexico, uh, which, man, it, we got to put this up there. Yeah, you, hopefully you're coming out and partying with us in Mexico. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. I don't want to go through the whole spiel right now. But, uh, yeah, you know anybody going to Mexico, let them know. 49ers rush roadtrip.com. We got them. Thank you guys. And until next time, should be easy this week. Stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.